This is Oli Pekkalainen from Amorphis. Uh, you are listening to Brutally Delicious and uh, come see us uh, live whenever we enter to the US again and uh, listen to Halo. It's a great album. So, uh, shine on. You guys just finished doing some shows. How did they go so far? Um, like post-pandemic. Oh yeah, uh, we started from states and Canada, like mm-hmm. a North American tour last uh, April, uh, and uh, that was the first leg of the Halo tour. Right. And uh, then we uh, had festivals and uh, an European tour with uh, Mikas Matmetetis. <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we we toured like six weeks in uh, in uh, in Europe with Elwati. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Dark Tranquility. So it was it was good. Really. And to obscurity. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. It was pretty successful tour, so uh, it felt good to hit the stages again. What was it like getting back out there after all that time? Were there nerves or? It was strange. Somehow you. You feel like comfortable, but when you really hit the stage, it, it feels awkward, yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the routine, and, and everything feels kind of weird. But yeah. Did it take a while to get your sea legs? Um, I don't know. I, I think, I, in a way, it was great to have a kind of a pause. And uh, of course, I don't like the pandemic thing, but uh, right. But uh, on the other hand, we have families and stuff, and it, it, it felt quite nice to have a kind of pause. But uh, of course, when we started to make real shows again, and, and especially the summer festival season was perfect, so, right? Uh, it started to fail up. This is the thing. Did you find that you were able to like channel that downtime into like creating Halo or extra? Because I think I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I think that we're going to find. Artist, artists and artistic uh, expression has, is going to explode like a renaissance of artistic creativity, right? Because everybody was home creating for two years. Yeah. Well, it seems like uh, people are putting out solo albums and uh, different projects at the time. Right. But for me, uh, personally, it wasn't that creative time at all. It was like, uh, it was even less creative. Oh, really? Than generally, yeah. And... Um, well, of course, it was, as Tommy said, it's, it was pretty relaxing because you couldn't even do anything. It's like, a, because it was right. total shutdown, you just had to stay home and read a book. So it was a really relaxing time in a way. Right. Uh, introvert as I am. <laughs> so yeah. it, it was a, I, I think that's a whole, like, yeah. metal thing, right? There seemed to be a lot of introverts yeah, in yeah, some it, way it or another. Yeah, it was kind of blessing, blessing in that sense. But uh, uh, when it comes to touring, it was, uh, when, when we hit, hit the States, we still had masks on, and yeah. uh, we had to do tests and show the uh, um, documents of uh, having vaccinations and stuff like that. So, but in bit, uh, like in the middle of the tour, it started to feel already okay. We're done with this because uh, people started to get right. rid of rid of the. Uh, that that was pretty uh, strange and awkward experience because it changed almost overnight during the tour. Right. So with that in the back of your head then, was it hard to be out on the road knowing that 
what you didn't know two and a half years ago, like, you know, there was, you had to walk around with masks and do all that shit? I think, uh, during the tour it wasn't that bad, but uh, before the tour, we, was, we were really nervous how bad it, it's gonna be because everything is more expensive and there are shit loads of band mm. touring at the same time. It's, uh, too much for, yeah. for, right. for fans. Yeah. Right, because there's only so much yeah. money and yeah. ten and shows in town. Luckily, luckily uh, I think they cut off the um, vaccination test uh, from Canada. And, uh, I mean, in the border of Canada. Yeah, and right before States. we enter. Yeah, because that that would be really expensive yeah. for us because we went two times to Canada and, uh, right. and, and yeah. our crew is like six people. It's really expensive, right? Yeah, and still, it's when it comes to pandemic. It was uh, we were kind of fortunate because in Finland the uh, epidemic wasn't that bad, right? So we could do uh, shows there. Oh, okay, cool. Even festival gigs and a couple collab shows uh, with the 30th anniversary, right? Sets and um, of course we did virtual show, which like uh, wasn't for us, I think. But, yeah, but it was uh, something that we just had to do uh, in order to keep it going and. Uh, Keep the flow on in, in a way. I think as a band we survived pretty well yeah. with pandemic. Yeah, that's right. We did some some uh, special shows, and some of the guys went back to work. Right. Just to get money. Yeah, stuff. you gotta live, right? Yeah, and uh, luckily I had also chance to do some work to get money. <laughs> but uh, I think for most of the band it was a big challenge. Uh, Business-wise, of course, because if you if you only have the music as a, as an income, yes, it's mm-hmm. impossible to get anything. And also, we were just ending the Queen of Time touring period uh, when, when uh, right. It, so it that started, was kind so of good timing then. Yeah, that's sort right. Of, that's yeah. Right. So therefore, we have time to start the pre-production of Halo and uh, do it in all piece. So uh, uh, it took around, let's say, six months to complete the album in all, right. when uh, Queen of Time took only a couple months maybe, so uh, it was a little bit longer period, because mm-hmm. we had time to think of the uh, right. vocal arrangements and uh, stuff like that. And, uh, Sweet. Yeah. So I was doing some research and I found that you guys are nominated for three Emmas, is that correct? Really? Is it three or two? Maybe three. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I saw three, but even yeah, two, that's yeah, quite an accomplishment, yeah, yeah. right? What's yeah, that feel like? That, well, it's not the first time for us, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, do we get any <laughs> of the statues, but uh, of course, uh, in Finland, metal in general, it, it's been quite a big thing, so it's nothing mm-hmm. that uh, extreme, but uh, of course, it, it feels nice, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see what happens. I, I think it's, it's going to be... Next Friday. Oh, it's that yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah, and it's with with the Finnish. Even even though there are lots of metal bands in Finland, uh, uh, Finnish music industry doesn't uh, dig metal that much. Really? So, so th- yeah, yeah, that's really like an awkward thing, and uh, so it's therefore quite special that we yeah. are nominated. So uh, so it feels really good. So I I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but why do you think so many per capita metal bands come out of a small country like Finland as opposed to the rest of the world. Is it the water? <laughs> I mean, because really, yeah. if you look at it, you guys have more quality metal bands yeah. that come out than pretty much maybe Sweden? It must be the acid in the water. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I had a kind of a, 
uh, explanation may be because uh, we have long winters and we have time to sit at home with the guitar and now we have al also YouTube channels where you are like limitless sources of right. uh, uh, like education videos so uh, that probably might be one reason why we have uh, so much activity in a like music side in Finland I don't know it's really interesting how that works out because there's a ton yeah I, I think one reason is that we have had some great bands like to mm. Bodo and, him and uh, stuff like that yeah. maybe it's a great inspiration for kids to have a band but uh yeah, yeah. Some people say that it's because of the long winter or mm. darkness or yeah, yeah. I don't know maybe state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there has been like a really great bands even during sixties, seventies, eighties. No, but but we were like um, behind the Iron Curtain maybe like right. almost uh, back then. So uh, nobody was that interested in what was happening in Finland music wise. Right. So Sweden was like totally different kind of ballgame because they had industry there and we didn't mm -hmm. and um, uh, music industry in Finland wasn't able to bring uh, bands right out, out, outwards okay so, so that, that's the reason and then when um, when metal bands started one by one to get through of course with the uh, foreign labels because Finnish labels wasn't interested in, in that Stratovarius or Amorphis. Really? No, no, they, they didn't care about us. So, so uh, we all signed to uh, wherever to Nuclear right. Blast, Relapse, Century and, Media, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that that was how mu Finnish music got out. Music got out uh, eventually. Interesting. So I know we're short on time, but uh, did I read you guys have a watch brand like this? I guess so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you make this segue into? Well, usually it's it's like some guy just likes the band mm -hmm. and ha ha have some kind of crazy idea. Maybe we could do some cooperation with some some band. And um, I'm old school guy, and uh, and for me it feels kind of strange to do to cooperate with some business mm -hmm. uh, outside music business, right? But I think it, that's the way nowadays to get salary because the records doesn't sell that much. And, right. and uh, luckily, we have found some some people who are really talented and, and, and not just trying to get money out of it. More like doing some quality stuff. Right. Like, like the watch. This is quite expensive, but it's it's like real watch, not right. like a kid's watch. Has the response been pretty good? I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, we got it's sold out. Yeah, and we got oh, that's free, free, free watches. So right. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting because you know you see metal bands aligning with clothing companies or yeah, 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 yeah. alcohol or something. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that was kind of an interesting thing that stuck out. Yeah. So the last one, then you mentioned it earlier. Thirty years. You ever imagine you'd be doing this thirty years later? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I, I thought maybe uh, four years would be like normal lifespan of, right. uh, of a metal band or with whatever band in Finland. But uh, yeah, it's like, uh, and even uh, around say '98, I felt like okay, we're done. Uh, this band is like over. Like it's it's uh, come, it has come to its right. end to its life lifespan. Uh, it wasn't that good time for Amorphis, so that might be the reason. But uh, luckily, luckily the uh, guys just went on and uh, stubbornly, stubbornly, just uh, made album by album. 
that's quite an accomplishment. Thirty years in the business is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. You can thank like Esa and Tommy Koivusaari for being like so stubborn of and wanting to keep it on. So sure. So it now now it feels all natural. Like we could keep doing this for twenty years. Right. Like. And that's the thing I like about this festival or any festival like the, yeah. in, in the metal world. It's gener- multi-generational. Mm, I mean, I'm yeah. seeing little mm, kids out there mm. all the way to people you know way older than yeah, me, yeah. and everybody's kind of sort of digging it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right, right. That's right. Yeah. But I think in Finland, uh, bands didn't live much longer than four or five years back in the '80s. Or, right. But it kind of changed since that. Sort of found your groove and and just relax in it, right? And ride it out. Yeah, we well we can make living out of this, so yeah. that, that's that's the like mo- most crucial thing I think. Absolutely, because uh, yeah, uh, when, when you're young, one year feels feels like it's like like uh, several years. Right, and now we're, we're talking thirty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how it goes. Sweet. So I know that was my cue to to, to stop, but this is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.